Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It is Jobs Day as we uh, wind down this week uh, today and tomorrow. And uh, hey, the weekend's looking looking like a, a good time. Come up here pretty soon. Hey, with that, though, uh, yesterday was a mixed bag. It didn't end up quite as bad as it could have, uh, given the Fed gave out their minutes uh, yesterday about 2.30. Um, and so it... Uh, it was kind of a mixed bag. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's just remind you again that uh, folks, no matter what happens in the world, whether it's the government, the taxes, inflation, you know, the world economy, you know, there's only one thing any of us can control because we can't control any of that stuff. But we can control how much risk we have in our own portfolios. That's why we developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And with that, we've got Dave coming up next. Highlands Light FM. Good morning. My name is Morning Dave. I think it is anyway. It's 841 here, 1949. Time to check in and see how your IRA and 401k are doing this morning. We always go to a guy that's very well plugged in as to what's going on, Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well today. It is uh, Thursday, which means it's job day. And and I forgot that it's housing day today, too. Uh, that's the... Uh, not, not usually on a Thursday, but uh, come out on a Thursday. So we've got a lot of macro stuff to talk about, as well as earnings. I mean, like the Walmart came out, DoorDash, I mean, AutoNation. So we got some stuff to talk about today, Dave. Oh, we absolutely do. So let's get to it. The government data dump. Let's get rid of the stuff that probably isn't going to move the market very much first. The usual jobs day number up a little bit on initial jobless claims, down a little bit more than expected on continuing claims. In the light of the inflation concerns, my sneaking hunches, we're just going to write that off and look at the housing figures, which were kind of interesting. Uh, the housing starts. And you and I were talking about this beforehand. I'd forgotten there's like three or four major blizzards that went across the snow belt during the month of January. That certainly didn't help housing starts because they were down like 4.1%. And in light of the weather, I'm kind of surprised they expected only four tenths down. Building permits, on the other hand, there's a lot. You know, we always say there's a lot to happen. There's a lot of slips between the cup and the lip. But building permits were a surprise. They expected a drop of 7.2%, uh, and they actually grew by 1%. So at least there's some optimism on the people that are talking about building. Well, that's right. It means there's still there's still the expectation that, that buildings are going to get built, houses are going to get built. It, it doesn't, I mean, based on the permitting numbers, and like you said, between permitting and starting, a lot can happen, uh, especially in big projects, right? They can come across some some uh, some matter that, that slows them down or can even stop them completely. But, hey, at least that is a good sign that, hey, housing or construction should continue to move upwards. 
Absolutely. It's good news at the very least, even though nothing's happened on it yet except for the filing fee. Probably the biggest fly in the ointment that I can look at as a great big worm is the Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Index came out. It was expected to index at 20, and I always preface these by saying, you know, all of the Feds have different formulas and whatnot, so the absolute number doesn't mean diddly, but the trend does. They expected 20. It was 23.2 in January, and the Philly Fed says it was down to 16 this month. And I'm kind of saying, well, at least one part of the country is starting to say, whoa, wait a minute, something's going apy here. Well, at least for the month, right? And so, uh, again, that's the number we look at. And and we do have to watch that one to see just kind of what the trend looks like, because it it can change radically month to month. And so we're, we're really, when we're looking at the, the Philadelphia Fed Manufacturing Index, we look at the Empire State Manufacturing Index, all those indexes, um, we are really looking at a trend and not month to month because they can they can have some pretty big swings, Dave. And a big picture run as well needs to be done off of multiple numbers, too, from multiple feds, because when they'd established the fed districts, Philadelphia, New York, were all, you know, they were considered two completely different business climates. And right now, when you drive from Philadelphia to New York, it's basically wall-to-wall people. It's one integrated corridor. Things have changed by a little bit as well over the years since they established these federal districts. Well, that's true. That's uh, that's. That's way true, you know, if you think about it, because how long ago did they establish some of those districts? And it's been a long time. Oh, yeah. The entire western half of the country is considered one district in Denver. <laughs> for all, you know, just Wait a minute here. Anyway, the big the big gorilla that uh, made its appearance yesterday was the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee minutes from last month's meeting. And I'm trying to figure out why the market liked it so much, because the blue chips went up considerably at 2 p.m. when they put it out. Uh, there's uh, now a 50-50 chance, according to investors, of a 1.75% 1.75-point uh, increase uh, over the next year from the Fed. But they're still buying bonds. That's what's weird. They said they're going to buy $20 billion in federal bonds this month and another $30 billion in private bonds before they stopped buying them completely in March. And they all agreed they were going to stop cold in March, trying to figure out why, in the face of 10% wholesale inflation, they continued buying them at all this month. And the only thing I can think of is maybe they thought they had already stopped buying them. And uh, and found out they hadn't. And so maybe that was, uh, maybe they looked at that as maybe some good news for the month of February anyway. Uh, and, maybe, but, and that might be actually why the market went up by a little bit by saying, oh, thank God, we're not cutting it off right away. Yeah, but uh, why couldn't we taper a little bit more if we're going to go to, you know, absolute nothing in March? It, uh, yeah. That just kind of struck me as on on the weird side in the process. Uh, the only other tidbit I've got out this morning before we get to that flurry of earnings is uh, we keep re- we keep hearing uh, columnists and pundits talking about how inflation is going to last till the end of the year. We always have to at least give one outlier that's got a silver lining. Uh, that big mouth Kramer on MSNB on 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 on, on CNBC said last night that he thinks inflation has peaked. To which yeah. I think both of us kind of say, "What's he smoking?" Uh, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know how you could go against the whole slew of economists who definitely disagree with that and think that we're looking at that seven percent or above at least uh, for the rest of this year and probably next year. Well, I think Kramer's rationale and what he said is, "You can't sustain this rate of inflation in this economy." I think the implication is he expects it to crash. 
one or two things have to happen, right? The inflation has to give up or or we're, we're going to be diving into some kind of, uh, I hate to use the word recession, but but it could be coming. Uh, yeah, well, I keep uh, hearkening back to 1982 because this is feeling an awful lot like that because that's the last time we saw inflation like this. The Fed overreacted and we had an FHA short but still real deep recession. You mentioned a whole bunch of earnings reports that came out. The big change news that I saw was DoorDash, but you also have Walmart. So we've got some uh, trendy and big gorilla stocks that reported, too, this morning, don't we? Yeah, we do. You know, let's start with DoorDash. Um, you know, they uh, they issued some outbeat, uh, upbeat, I'm sorry, uh, outlook for the current quarter. Um, they reported their fourth quarter loss. Um, and so, you know, it was, it didn't, it didn't, my report didn't really say w- what was expected, but I think the big key for them was that they saw a 69% surge in revenue for mm-hmm. 2021, even though restaurants started reopening for dine-in service. So, so DoorDash has become a way of life for a lot of people. Absolutely. Is, is what that's really kind of telling people right there. And so, um, that, uh, People like that. You know, the, the traders are liking that. They got a nice bounce this morning. Uh, you know, when we went home yesterday, they closed at $95 a share. Right now, they would open at 115 a share. So up 21% right now, Dave. That's a major change. And, yeah, the point, the, the, the fact that their sales actually grew when restaurants reopened kind of indicates that we kind of integrated that in one of my favorite fast food places in town is now you know delivering via DoorDash. And my understanding is they're doing pretty well with it. So I think it's kind of become part of our lifestyle now. Yeah, I think it, it definitely has uh, for sure be, become the way it's, it's going to be going forward. People like to stay home and, you know, pick up the phone or pick up the app and place their order. So hey, you also mentioned Walmart. And so Walmart, yeah. you know, kind of the big they are definitely one of the bigger gorillas around and so uh they uh, they reported better than expected results for the quarter uh they earned three cents ahead of estimates at a dollar 53 uh revenue beat and to top it all off they issued an upbeat forecast and let's just make it a, a quadruple right they announced a dividend hike so uh you know, they kind of hit on all fours and, and that's unusual uh when we talk about uh, company news so uh, not getting a real big bump today, but but up uh, a little over six tenths of a percent. That ain't bad, even so. I, I always use Walmart as a bellwether because I've always made fun of them that they have uh, Eeyore the mule from uh, Winnie the Pooh writing their outlooks generally. So when they put up an optimistic guidance report, it probably is really good news. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so let's move on to the auto industry. We have Auto Nation reported. Um, and they're a pretty good size auto dealer, right? And so they beat uh, pretty good. Uh, they were expected to come in at like $4.96 a share. They actually made $5.76 a share. Um, you know, they saw a 55% surge in used vehicle sales. So that's not, not surprising to me, given the price of new ones. Um, mm-hmm. But the other thing, I saw another report that kind of goes along with this, is that 80% of new cars have been sold for more than the sticker price. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty big number. Uh, but AutoNation definitely getting a nice little bump today, up 3%. Uh, right now, they're about 114 and some change. All righty. Other high points that we see. So we've got um, 
another popular name, especially because, you know, we've been talking about chips for the last couple of years now, not the potato chips, but the computer chips. Um, mm-hmm. NVIDIA uh, reported. And they uh, they came in 10 cents ahead of estimates at $1.32. Uh, revenue was was good. They gave an upbeat outlook for the current quarter, um, but their stock is under some pressure this morning over some concerns um, about their flat uh, profit margin. So sales may be going up, revenue may be going up, but so are costs. Um, and there's some concern about exposure to the crypto market. So they're trading down today two and a half percent. I wonder if that's an indication of cynicism about the crypto market, because NVIDIA video cards are kind of an integral part to mining bit, uh, mining for Bitcoin. Yeah, you're right. I got two more that are really, um, uh, they're not in the same industry, but they're taking a, a pretty good licking today. And that's TripAdvisor. They, uh, they had an unexpected loss for the quarter. They were expecting a profit and they lost money. Uh, revenue fell short of expectations, um, and so they 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 just had some issues. Uh, they had an unexpected um, virus that resurged, you know, from the COVID thing that kind of slowed things down a little bit. But they're they're trading down eight and a half percent this morning, Dave. Ouch! That, but that's a car wreck all in one morning. It is, but it's not my big loser for the day. I'm afraid to ask. So I'm not really sure. I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly what this company does, but it's called Fastly. Um, and so Fastly, they're an internet content delivery company. And so um, they gave lower than expected guidance for 2022. Uh, their fourth quarter report was not bad. I mean, they lost less than what they expected to lose. Uh, revenue came in above forecast. So, so those two numbers were good. It's the, it's the lower than expected guidance that's really killing them this morning. Um, they've been down as much as 31%. They're down 28% right now. Woo! Yeah. Boy, if you, ever I, thought there were, if you ever thought that a business with no barrier to entries like that can, can, can cause you problems, there's an illustration. Yeah, and, and it'll actually open at a, at a substantial new 52 weeks low. Good Lord. Well, for their sake and their stockholders' sake, I hope they recover. Resetting the table this morning, it was an off day yesterday on Wall Street. Not catastrophic after the recovery we got from the Fed minutes came out. Dow was off by 55. S&P was uh, up by 4. And the uh, NASDAQ was down by about 16. So it was kind of a nothing day overall. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at today? Well, Dave, I wish I could say the same thing. Um, but it's not the case. We are seeing some um, dramatic downward movement today uh, since, since I've been watching it. The, the Dow is down almost seven-tenths of a percent. That's like $238. The S&P 500 is down eight-tenths of a percent, like $36. And the NASDAQ 100 is down almost 1% to $138. So, And then you add the Russell 2000 in there, down a little over 1%. Uh, $22. So everything's getting beat up pretty bad. Silver and gold, though, are benefiting from that. Uh, Silver's up eight-tenths of a percent. Gold's up 1.4%. Gold is, Dave, getting really close uh, to $1,900 an ounce. I mean, we're like $2 away from uh, from $1,900 an ounce. Given the fact we were having trouble getting over $1,800 for a while, that's a major move. Yep, major move. I, I think the, the market and the Fed numbers coming out yesterday, I think that's probably all helping uh, gold move higher. 
And then crude oil is retreating. Uh, it's about to where it was yesterday, maybe a little lower than what it was yesterday. It's down 1.2% at $92.58 a barrel. It's down from where we've seen it earlier in the week, so we'll take what we can get. Overseas markets pretty much reflect what happened. I mean, at the close this morning, early on, Asian markets closed kind of flat to slightly up, kind of following up on our yesterday. European markets tend to watch our futures as they go through their day, and we're off for the most part, modest amounts on all the major indexes over in Europe. Keeping tabs on what's going on with your retirement counts for a lot, but if you day trade it, you're going to go absolutely crazy, and that's never a good idea. How do I find you to get a plan for my retirement, Philip? Maybe you know, that's why it's so important, and we developed our core retirement design to help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of by analyzing their risk and making sure that ultimately they have a risk match portfolio that matches up with the amount of risk that they're willing to take. Give us a call at 863 382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then catch us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And then back here one more time on Friday morning here on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. You too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey again, folks. I want to thank you for joining us today. One more day to go this week. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.